You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 8.55am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 72nd program of Think Again and our 30th remote program in the time of the coronavirus. This program is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that's been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jennifer Burrell. My usual co-host Jacques Villet isn't with us today, but I'm joined by Dr Kate Shaw from the School of Geography, University of Melbourne. Welcome to the program, Kate. Hi, Jen. (laughs) It's great to have you with us today. So today we're looking at state-built public housing as well as community housing. And do we really need public housing and why? I've got a special interest in this, having worked as a community development worker in public housing in the mid-90s and then about 20 years later for a while in community housing. So Kate Shaw's letter to The Age on the 23rd of September really caught my eye. Kate proposes that public housing is by far the most cost-efficient and productive way of supplying affordable housing. And isn't that more relevant than ever during these times? Quoting from her letter, Kate says, quote, it seems a groupthink has entered Australian governments, peak housing bodies and research centres, where community housing, managed by private non-profit housing associations, is the exclusive target of minimal government housing expenditure. So community housing is legitimate and has a place in any city but I know of no city in the world with an equitable housing system that does not have a significant stock of housing built by the city or state. So these are strong words, Kate. Uh, First of all, can you explain to us the difference between community housing and public housing and, and a bit about the history of both in Australia? Yeah, sure. Um, The, the, the blanket term of social housing has um, been acquired in Australia in recent times um, um, from the rest of the world. North, North America and Europe in particular have a strong history of what they call social housing, which refers to a whole lot of different basically non-market housing types uh, or subsidised housing types. So it includes housing association, managed housing, state-owned housing, council-owned housing, you know, municipal mm-hmm. housing, um, <clears throat> um, co-op housing, self-build co-ops, transitional housing. You know, there's all sorts of different um, types of housing. Um, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, that are out out of the market. You know, in in places like um, the Netherlands, it, 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 it's it's well, um, it's, it's around fifty percent. Um, mm. And housing association housing uh, itself is about seventy percent of the total housing stock. Um, not all of it is um, subsidised. Uh, we'll come to that in a moment. So, but anyway, so so this kind of blanket term, social housing, has been uh, adopted in Australia to refer to really only two um, sort of major forms of non-market housing that we have, and that is public housing and community housing. Mm. Uh, so so it's, it's a bit of a loaded term um, because we really only need to talk about public and community and social housing is a, is a way of avoiding referring to public housing. Mm. Um, which is, you know, I mean, you know, language is always political. So, I mean, we can we can go we can go into that, of course, in in, in greater detail. Um, but so, social housing in Australia refers to public housing, which is the main form of non market housing. Community housing, which is run by housing associations, um, community housing associations, and a very very small amount of transitional housing, indigenous housing. Um, um, <clears throat> women's housing, uh, uh, you know, emergency housing, that very sort of small pocket of other types of housing is also mm-hmm. um, sort of caught under the rubric of social housing. So public housing is the main uh, um, stock of uh, non-market subsidised housing and that uh, makes up about 3% of the total housing stock in Australia. Oh. There's, there's, there's another probably 0.5 to 1% uh, that is made up by uh, community housing, which are kind of essentially third-way, uh, not-for-profit housing associations. Sometimes um, they are started up by councils, but they have quickly become... Um, well, in essence, privatised. Mm. Um, they, they, they have their own boards of management. Um, they can pretty well make their own rules, although they are governed by state legislation to a point. Um, but the main difference between community housing and public housing is that community housing can uh, charge different levels of rent. Whereas mm. public housing is pretty much fixed at twenty five percent of um, the the residents' income. Mm. So, uh, Kate, were you saying public housing is about three percent of the total housing, and community housing is about five percent? Is that right? In in Australia, yes, that's right. In in in, in Victoria, it's even less, a lot mm. less actually. Not very much, either of them, really, is it? No. Um, so, with all of that in mind, why do you think community housing is being favoured over public housing by Australian governments, peak bodies and research centres, as you say. Where, where did this consensus come from that public housing should be overlooked in favour of community housing? Yeah, <clears throat> well, I mean, and this is, this is ideological, right? I mean, and, and, this, and this is related, represented by the fact that we don't talk about public housing anymore. We talk about mm. social housing. Um, uh, look... You, basically, the short answer, um, <clears throat> although it's a complicated one, is, mm-hmm. is ne- neoliberal ideology put, put, puts, puts government 
are not in the business of providing housing or indeed any service that um, is deemed to be um, provisible by the private sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, and notwithstanding um, all of the experience that we've had of um, you know, privatisation of services and, 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 and poorer delivery and mm-hmm. um, costs going up and, and, of course, the recent um, <clears throat> experience, and particularly in Victoria, you know, privatised guards mm-hmm. and 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 and, uh, and, and um, you know security and public you know PSOs and 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 uh, and, and healthcare and so so on yeah. um, you know we're seeing um, well disastrous consequences of privatisation mm. but, ne- but but nevertheless <laughs> the neoliberal ideologues um, don't look back uh, and they don't regard the evidence uh, on the ground as being sufficient to um, <clears throat> change their ways yeah. <laughs> so, so so what we what we have um, is a situation where states say we are not good housing managers this is something that ought to be contracted out so mm-hmm. um, public housing is being transferred um, the stock is actually its titles are being transferred to um, housing associations. Um, the public housing renewal program mm-hmm. that is redeveloping a lot of public housing estates, you know, in the in the in the inner city in Melbourne, um, involves transfer of the replacement public housing that is being built to housing associations to manage and so they're in this really kind of ambiguous status of are they public or are they community housing they are Mm. nominally still owned by the state but they are managed by community housing associations Mm. and there is no doubt that that this is a progressive transfer of stock from the state to um, essentially private not-for-profit housing associations Mm. why does everybody agree look it's a really it's a really interesting question. I think um, <clears throat> the the peak bodies have skin in the game. Um, obviously, the Community Housing Industry Association <laughs> um, represents its members, which are community housing providers. Mm-hmm. Um, they like the uh, stock transfer program because it builds their portfolio, and even if a lot of the stock that they're getting is very run down because it's been so poorly maintained Mm. for decades, Um, they can still borrow, they can still use it for equity to borrow. Mm. So it it builds their portfolios, it builds little empires, every little housing association, what they amalgamate and then they become big housing associations and, you know, and each housing association now is, you know, an empire in itself um, with with the sole objective of um, accumulating more stock. Um, um, They don't yet... Pay themselves, you know, the manage, uh, the the you know, the board and, and directors don't yet pay, pay themselves large bonuses, but you know, I'm I'm sure that's not too far away. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Sorry, Kate. Oh, before we go to a break, I was also wondering, could you tell us why why would re- there's a obviously a big research industry around housing? Why would mm. researchers and academics buy into this? 
why don't we see more, even just investigation into public housing and its benefits? Why do we see so much Mm. scoping of committee housing from researchers? Yeah, I know. And from VCOS, which, you know, nominally is, is, it doesn't, you know, and and, and from the Council for Homeless People and all of those. I think it's because they are all in one way or another either dependent on government grants directly mm-hmm. or they are dependent on government largesse of some other kind mm-hmm. or they want to be part of the game. They they don't want to be contradicting and especially Labor government and probably one of the most progressive uh, governments that Victoria has seen for some time uh, and they want to be inside the tent. Uh, which is which is understandable, right? But so what, what? But what that means is that everybody is adopting the government, sort of basically neoliberal groupthink of this is the way to go, and nobody's challenging it. Well, it's tragic, and except for you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> And, I'm, not, and, I'm not entirely alone. <laughs> and, it's, and it's so valuable to have you on the program to be putting the alternative view, and that's what 3CR is for, of course. Um, on that note, we'll go to some music followed by a promo before continuing our discussion. So we have today Moth 14 by Mick Turner.
You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855 AM. Don't have a million dollars and still want to have a good education for your kid? Tune into the Dogs Program. We are the defenders of government schools. 12 pm on Saturdays here on 3CR. 855 and AM Dial podcast streaming live on 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. We defend government schools because they need it. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live, not streaming live, streaming the day before, recording the day before and streaming at 3cr.org.au. <laughs> Today I'm speaking with Dr Kate Shaw from the School of Geography, University of Melbourne. We're talking about public housing in Victoria and Australia and we're looking at why it isn't given the legitimacy and the priority that it deserves. So, Kate, in your recent letter to The Age, uh, you said that you know of no city in the world with an equitable housing system that does not have a significant stock of housing built in the city or state. So that's really interesting. I'd really like you to expand on that. How do we compare with cities overseas in relation to the level of state-built public housing and what are the effects for people in the different cities? Yeah, um, well, <clears throat> as, I, as, as I just said, um, the, the, there, are, there, are, there are pretty much uh, no um, places in the world that don't have um, council or state-owned housing associations, at the very least. So, if you look, if, if you look at places like Canada and North America, the the the, the most common model of of of, um, of, of affordable subsidised housing provision is through um, yeah, state state and city-owned housing associations. Um, <clears throat> there is still a very large stock of state-built public housing uh, mm-hmm. in the states. Um, and in Europe, the situation is much more complex. There is pretty much every kind of state subsidy that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So that so that ranges from um, rent assistance given to people with certificates that entitle them to that assistance that will... Um, pay a certain amount of their rent no matter where they go, uh, mm-hmm. which is a little bit like the rent assistance program here, although yes. the, certific- the certificate also entitles them to um, social and health support mm. uh, and, 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 you know, and, and living support, which is, which okay. is interesting. So mm. there's, um, <clears throat> um, there are state-built um, buildings um, that are managed in various ways. There are council-owned housing association buildings that are that are um, often built by the state or by the housing associations themselves. There are forms of self-build, and you know, I mean, th- th- there's there's a huge range. Uh, as I said, in the Netherlands, um, about seventy percent of the housing stock is owned by housing associations. Now, some of these are council-owned and managed. Some of them are private, not-for-profit. And the way that they work is um, they are able to rent 
some of their um, you know their, their residences to middle class people who pay basically a market rent and that market rent is then used to subsidize people on much lower incomes mm. which is a perfectly reasonable model when you have that level of that kind of proportion <laughs> of mm. stock owned and managed by housing associations yeah. so the problem that I that, that I have, and and, and I, I'm, I'm not the only one, but uh, the, 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 the problem that is raised with the housing association model and its preference in Australia is that housing associations also have the capacity to rent um, some of their stock to middle class residents in order mm-hmm. to subsidise um, their their um, you know <clears throat> their residents in greater need. Um, and that model becomes self-sustaining. But what is happening then, of course, is that you're actually losing um, a very, very small um, pool of you're, you're losing residents from that already very small pool. Uh, oh. So we're losing residents from the from from the one percent um, of, of, of community housing um, you know, that that is being shrunk every time a um, a, 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 a a flat is uh, let out. To a middle class, yes, of course, um, tenant, mm. and of course the public housing stock transfers, which are all going one way into the housing associations, yeah. can all also be used in that way. So, mm. it's really just a matter of scale, and 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 the basic position of uh, my fellow travellers and I is uh, that we need to build the stock of affordable housing, and the stock transfer and shifting around between public and community with the possibility of community housing that does exist going into the private you know, sort of market and potentially available for market rent, is actually it's not building the stock of uh, affordable housing and, and in some regards it could actually be actively reducing it. Yes. Yes, um, I think a big difference that from my understanding and experience between the public housing and community housing or traditionally public housing was considered secure housing. You had housing for life. And even when I worked as a community development worker, I would speak to older tenants who were given the option to buy their house and didn't take it up because they said, why would I buy it? You know, why would I pay it off and buy it? Because this is my secure house for life. But um, I th- from with a lot of community housing, they have eligibility criteria unless they're put aside for disadvantaged people. And also you can be evicted just like in the private rental market and... I, I guess that's one criticism I've heard is when the stock is transferred to community housing that the government, we no longer have any control over the rules or the practices, the tenancy practices. Have you had any thoughts about any of that, uh, Kate? Yeah. Um, look, look we, we, do, we do have control uh, over community housing practices at the moment. There is legislation mm-hmm. um, governing it. Uh, and actually the rules about eviction are the same for public housing. So mm-hmm. at, at, at the moment, mm-hmm. um, uh, eviction is no easier from community housing than it is from, from public. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the two main concerns are, number one, um, housing associations can cherry pick. Uh, and in fact, that you know, in, in some instances, there is an argument 
for being able to do that because their interest is in building harmonious communities and you know so so they they are trying to make it as you know I guess well matched as possible I mean and you can see the rationale for that yeah but but the consequence sorry just uh, we only have about one and a half minutes left oh okay okay the uh the the consequence of that of course um is, is is that um the most complex people with the most complex needs get completely residualized mm. and not picked up by the community housing sector mm. but the really the main problem uh is that the rules can change mm-hmm. and there's there there is no reason at all why uh, not-for-profit community housing associations will at some point change their rules or ha- make sure the rules are changed so that they can rent their stock out to private, uh, you know, private market levels, mm. um, which, which will ultimately re- result in a reduction of the total affordable housing. Yeah. And so basically we really need to keep building public housing. We need more housing. Yes, we need more housing. We need we need to resource community housing associations better, no problem, but we absolutely need to build more public housing, which, and we haven't really got into this yet, but it is by far the most cost-effective and efficient way of providing affordable housing. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for coming onto the program and explaining that to us and outlining that. Uh, it's been great to have you on the program talking about that. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. (laughs) Pleasure for us. So (laughs) if you want to, uh, coming to our community service announcements, if you want to support public housing, you can check out Friends of Public Housing on Facebook. This is a grassroots organisation by public tenants, for public tenants. Um, To advocate for more affordable housing in general and social housing in general, which of course um, doesn't articulate public housing in particular as a strategy that's the everybody's home campaign and of course we've got some great housing programs on 3cr for example ruminations which is by and for rooming house tenants and people who are homeless and another 3cr program is raise the roof this is a program of housing for the aged action group Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with our guest today, Dr Kate Shaw from the University of Melbourne. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. We'd also like to thank Clive Bourne for pulling this program together while Kate and I connected remotely. Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates, their families and their friends. To bring us into this program, please enjoy World Turning by Yothu Yindi. <laughs>